What is up, good people? Welcome back to Holy Shit Pod, a holy irreverence, irreverently holy conversation about spirituality, culture, and the world. It's me, your boy, Brandon T. Maxwell. Hi, I'm Kate. I am Natasha, the Sunday school superintendent. Come on, superintendent. Did you introduce yourself, Sam? No, because he wore some. I'm coming, and I am... The Whopper. And I'm Sam. Today is a special episode. We're coming your way with a little bit of a church announcement of sorts so that you can know what's up in the world of holy shit. So... Let's just get right into it. You didn't say it right. I don't know why you want to put me in a box. What is wrong with you today, Natasha? <laughs> good morning. Good morning. Welcome back to the Church of Holy Shit and the Temple for all the saints and the ain'ts. This is another day that the Lord has made. And every day, just like Cory Booker, I will rejoice. <laughs> huh? Every day. I will rejoice. Come on here. You ain't stealing my joy. My God on today. Because uh-huh. Cory Booker said he can't. Came from the black church. <laughs> he said, forgive me. I grew up in a small black church mm-hmm. where I was taught to make a joyous noise unto the Lord. Mm-hmm. And this is not a normal day in America. That's what it said. So I'm with Cory Booker. I will rejoice. Testify. And be glad mm-hmm. in it. Hallelujah. Rejoice, my brother. Ain't nobody rejoicing with you but me and you, Brandon. They ain't got no joy. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody done stole it. Who stole they joy? Sitting up like a Republican senator in a confirmation hearing. <laughs> <laughs> Looking like Ted Cruz trying to run away to Mexico. Trying to act like mm. he Latino. My God. <laughs> Lies, lace fronts, and lollygags. And fairy tales and fallacies, too. <laughs> Y'all, we know that you are aware that we have kind of shifted our format a bit here. We've gone to a bi weekly format that has not been unintentional. My God. We've been in a period of discernment. My God. Somebody say discernment. Discernment. Mm, that's a good church right there, my God, on today. That's good, Bishop. <laughs> I can't even take y'all seriously. <laughs> in the Greek. Help us. Help us. <laughs> help us, God. Many of you sent us Facebook messages, Instagram messages, emails, and some of you even got in the Discord server to say that last episode was hitting a little bit heavy. Heavy. It was was marinating in your spirit. And it, was, and it was marinating in ours too. That came from a real, true, authentic place. If you didn't listen to the last episode, which came out two weeks ago, we were talking about trees and what you do when a tree no longer is bearing fruit or what you do when a portion of the tree is bearing fruit, but the majority of it is dead. 75-25. 75-25. That was the metaphor. And that thing came from a real place, y'all. And I guess the easiest thing to do today, this will be a shorter episode, is to cut straight to the chase. The holy shit pod, as you know it, is ending. And there's a reason for that. Why didn't you tell us this? <laughs> this is news to me. <laughs> Shouldn't we have talked about this before? We've all been talking to each other one-on-one. This is our first time as a group talking about this. But I think the thing that I shared with Katie, Sam, and Natasha is I think I'm changing. I know that I'm changing. And story time with Brandon. When I first came out as a homosexual, I felt that I had something to prove and that I needed to fight. And so I went and I immersed myself back into churches to prove that I could be gay and a Christian that I could be gay and love God, that I could be gay and a pastor. And so much of my life was defined by that fight. When the church failed me and let me down, then I immersed myself in church-adjacent institutions. But I was fighting there. My life was a fight. Every single day, I, was, I, I, I woke up having something to prove. Going in with people who were willing to, on a daily basis, deny the truth of God's love for their own sense of importance, power, privilege. And when the hate got real in those spaces, and I mean blatant hatred, not even like subtle hatred, blatant, nasty, sick, 
evil hatred. I'll say God made a way out of no way and showed me an exit door that nobody knew was there. My God. Mm. And when I walked out of that door, I felt free and I felt light. Mm. And the longer that I was away from church and church adjacent institutions, the more that I felt this space bubbling up inside of me. And at first, I thought it was a void. Something's missing in my life. And it was a void, but not in a negative way. It was a void in a positive way because I wasn't fighting anymore. The long and the short story is, in many ways, Holy Shit Pod was birthed when at least I was in a place where I was fighting. I felt like I had something to prove. I was worshiping the fight. Come on. And so we would come on here and we would record. And the best thing about these podcast episodes for me is talking to Sam, Katie, and Natasha. It's talking to Piper. It's talking to Brandon Perkins. It's talking to Sarah Paulson, Elizabeth, Kat. It's talking to all the folks who write in on a regular basis. Natasha's people. Come on. Natasha mama said, you're going to be on the shit today. Like, it's, it's talking to y'all. And the churchy stuff, it was just funny filler, right? And so I'm saying all this to say that the tree is dead. Mm. <laughs> My God. Mm. Testify, brother. Or the tree is sick. It's been sick. It's been dead. And I'm not at a place any longer where I'm willing to sit here and be 25% of the tree that is still producing fruit and stay connected to the death. I'm not going to do it anymore. So what that means is this. We are preparing for a bit of a pivot with the podcast. That's why episodes have gone to being released bi-weekly. We've been discerning what's the best next step or the most faithful next step, as I often like to say. And what we've concluded is this. The best next step is taking a step out of the shit. So our focus, our time, our energy will not be committed to religious or theological dialogue, at least not as overtly as it has been up until this point. For listeners, this means three things, at least three things. But here's the most important three for now. Number one, you can stay subscribed to this channel. We're going to take a week or two, maybe three off and prepare to pivot. And when we're ready, We'll post new episodes right here to this channel. It'll still be the four of us. There may be a couple of other shifts, but you'll get that when it comes. Number two, when we do release new content, you'll notice that there will be new podcast art and a new podcast title. We're tossing around a few names right now. And once we've settled on something, we'll start shifting the podcast branding a bit. And you'll notice it whenever we release new episodes. There'll be new music, new intros, all the stuff. And then number three, you should know that we remain committed to having honest conversations here. Conversations about what it means to be human. At least one of us, probably two, are still very committed to the church. And others of us, at least one, probably mostly me, are not. I think that the tree, the church, is dead. And I just can't invest my time and my energy there anymore. It's killing me and I just don't want to fight anymore, at least not in that particular garden. But I think I can speak for all of us when I say that even if we aren't explicitly talking theology here on this podcast, our formation in the church runs deep and it informs all that we do. It's almost inescapable. So even if we aren't talking church and Christianity and Jesus, we are still committed to having conversations that we hope inspire you to be more human and more whole. I think I've rambled on enough and that should cover the top three things that listeners should know. Do y'all have anything to add? I don't know. I think, uh, Brandon, when we had a early conversation about this, I was like, I think we're like, let's change it to this. Like, I was ready. You know, I'm, I mean, for me, I enjoy being on here with you other three human beings. So it don't matter what we're talking about as long as I'm able to do it with you. I do like where we're headed, you know? I mean, I think <laughs> I think our conversations end up kind of going there anyway, even when we don't plan on it and we don't want to. I think it's something that's important to all of us. And so, um, yeah, I, th- I think our, we talked about our different journeys. I know, where, and I know exactly where you are, Brent. 
I've also felt like I've had to fight. I think the fight has been different. I've, I think I've had to fight, not necessarily feeling like I had to prove something. I felt like I've had to fight in the church to keep certain actors or individuals from doing me wrong or, or shitting on me, you know. And so it was kind of like this part of me that's saying, I'm not going to allow somebody else to do this or to treat me like this. So I'm taking this defensive position. The church itself, um, I think I've had a different engagement or relationship with, but I think we have similar viewpoints about how the church should be functioning or, you know, just a lot of different things around, around, that, around that subject. So I've been with you. Lock and step the whole time. I'm with you now. So I'm happy to be a part of a a generative conversation that um, encourages and inspires people to think beyond what they have held dear. It encourages uh, curiosity. And I think that is part of my call in life is to allow people to ask questions and to be a place where questions can land safely. I think this whole um, this whole podcast thing that we've been doing that was birthed out of the pandemic, we were trying to create something. And in that creating, we have been created, right? So we continue to shift and grow and learn and move in different ways. And so um, I I think I said to you exactly what Sam did and Natasha, um, I don't care what we do as long as we're getting together and having a conversation. That's really the only thing that matters um, at all. People have asked why I do, why I'm in the podcast or why do you do the podcast? And I said, because I care deeply about these people and I have fun and I can be myself and wrestle and laugh and wonder. And that's really what it means to be in community. That's what it means to care about people and be cared for by people. Except maybe saying, I don't know. It's a clarif- clarifying question. Who, who, these people? I knew you was going to say that. I knew you was going to say it. Did I say that? You did say these people, Karen, Teresa. Oh, shit. Oh, and then we talk, didn't we talk, have this conversation like early on in the podcast? Like this, these people shit. I, I did. You know what? And I shifted it from my people because <laughs> that was bad, even though I mean that in 11. I was like. You could just say the podcast. Oh, shit. Y'all, you from the South? Just say y'all. You I can't say deep y'all. about y'all. Y'all. <laughs> no, don't do that. That's too close to you people. Mm-mm, don't do that either. Hi, I'm Katie Rich, the token white woman. <laughs> I'm here to be tokenized. <laughs> Listen, have you, ever, have you ever felt that way on the podcast that you were the token white woman? Yes, I tell her that every week. Yeah, right. No, I'm, no, 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 no. I mean, I get it. We say it. How but. It feel to yeah. be tokenized. How, how does that feel? Do you feel that? And what, you know, no. have you wanted to walk away at all? No. I, I mean, there's times when I wish Brandon would edit more, but... I wish some of y'all hoes are playing topics. <laughs> Truth, shame to deal It's a relationship. And so, no, I don't feel tokenized. Should should I feel tokenized, Samuel? No. I, well, I don't know. I can speak for myself. I don't do good. I feel like to tokenize people isn't an authentic relationship. Right. And if I don't have an authentic relationship with you, I'm not going to invite you into an intimate or authentic space. Like, I just can't do that. I can't fake it to make it. Exactly. Right? If I didn't like you or didn't want to be in this space with you, I wouldn't spend X amount of time, uh, hours, minutes a week doing this with you. So, no, you shouldn't feel tokenized. You should really feel 
blessed. I, I am, and highly favored even. Look at Natasha. She was like, Sam, you were doing good. And you had to go and say some stupid shit. <laughs> and then you went left. <laughs> Why yes. you always want to go left? Always, Sam. Uh, so, Natasha, you were kind of, I don't want to say you were late coming to the podcast, right? But She was an accident. Let's <laughs> call it what it is. Wow. She was an accident. So... But I've heard you talk about like sharing with other folks. Like I'll be talking to you, you'd be like, I told this guy and I told this person and these people. Like you've just been telling people about the podcast, having conversations. What does it mean for you that we're about to make the shift? Like, you know, was that, how, what were your feelings when you first heard that? Was it kind of like, why? Or like, yeah, let's do it. Well, because I am a woman of God and I journey the Holy Spirit journeys within You're about me. to say you knew before it was going to happen. Please don't do that. <laughs> I, I, I felt yeah. it in my spirit woman. <laughs> when I got a call from Boss Brand saying, Natasha, this is happening. I said, yes, and amen. And? And I had no other choice but to submit to the will of God because the safest place in the whole wide world uh, is in the will of God. Save his place in the whole wide world. I love the spiritual language that you use around that. Katie and I have come to understand that we aren't submitting to the will of God. We're usually submitting to the will of Brandon <laughs> because he thinks he's God. Uh, <laughs> That's another, but that is another dynamic. I mean, we, I talked to Katie about this. I said to Katie, like, at some point, things, maybe it was always this way and I was just lying to myself. But like, I when we started the pod, I thought that this was like the Holy Trinity. Yeah, he, he, he tried to convince us. <laughs> but the thing was, I didn't realize that until Sam, Natasha, and Katie all started saying, this is your podcast. This is your podcast. Everybody, this is your, everybody knows this is your podcast. But it's not my podcast. Y'all just lazy. Y'all don't ever do nothing. The only other person that supports this pod is Katie. Wait a minute. How did you end oh, up going oh, after oh, Sam and Natasha? How come the white woman's the only one that's supporting the podcast? Listen. Listen. You need to get your fallacies, falsehood, and fabrications all all the way together. <laughs> but in real life, in real life, um, ultimately, this shift is going to just mean you get more of us. Again, there'll be a few shifts to the format. We'll have some interviews, some other guests joining us. I'm really excited about where it's heading. But before we sign off from holy shit one last time, I have a couple of things I want to say. I preached a sermon a long time ago about how when we go to progressive liberal churches, for the sake of healing from our religious trauma, there's a way in which many of those spaces require us to rehearse the trauma on a daily basis without ever overcoming it. And so coming back into the pew and figuring out a way to shift your language and figuring out a way to shift your perspective and figuring out a way to sing the same old songs with a different understanding can also still be an act of rehearsing your trauma. If every week you go to the progressive liberal church and for the last five years you've been singing those same songs and having that same fight, you're not healing from the trauma, you're rehearsing it. And so in some ways, I'm trying to invite myself and others to say, take your seeds, take your fruit, leave the tree and go see what else grows. The last thing that I would say, one of the first episodes of this new podcast will talk about how Katanji Brown Jackson is not an affirmative action hire. But as I was sitting there watching portions of the confirmation hearings, the clips that were coming out were all of the Republican senators asking stupid questions, oh, yes. asking <laughs> questions that did not make any sense at all. I saw clips of Amy Coney Barrett not even knowing what the five fundamental freedoms are. And I saw one of the most highly educated, highly skilled, highly qualified Supreme Court justice nominees being asked questions by folks who 
didn't seem to understand the system in which they were serving. Jesus. It was a circus, let's be honest. And near the very end of the hearings, Cory Booker had a moment. Talk about it. And Cory Booker, he gets on my nerves, I'll be honest, but to, but he was he he was in the spirit on this day. Mm-hmm. And he spoke to the beauty of the moment wherein the first black woman ever has been nominated to serve on the Supreme Court. Mm-hmm. Well, And he talked about making a joyful noise. He talked about the impact of this decision that Joe Biden made to nominate Katanji Brown Jackson and the impact that seeing her would have on black women for years to come. Yes, he did. And even in the beauty of that moment, it all felt like it was void of meaning. Mm-hmm. Because what became clearer each day of the hearing is that many of the people in that room They weren't concerned with the beauty of the moment. They weren't concerned with advancing justice. Mm -hmm. They weren't excited that America was potentially living even further into the core of its proclaimed identity. Cory Booker wasn't preaching to the choir because the choir went to sit on stage behind Trump at a MAGA rally singing, Born in the USA. These people weren't concerned with diversity, inclusion, equity, or living into the truth that all people are created equal. They preferred the unedited version. All men, all white men are created equal. And they were mostly concerned with power, white male power. Come on. And for however beautiful Cory Booker's soliloquy was, it was falling on a lot of deaf ears in that room. That was clear. Have you ever felt like Cory Booker? Mm-hmm. I know I have. I felt like I was preaching to a choir that was no longer in the room. I Mm. felt like I was talking to people who were committed to not hearing what I had to say. I felt like I was working with folks who claimed to love Jesus, but who really loved power. Mm. White power, white male power, white female power. And I'm done casting pearls before swine. I'm done singing the Lord's song for the entertainment of strangers in a strange land. I'm done trying to convince myself that that tree ain't dead. That tree woke up dead a long time ago. (laughs) And I think only because I'm okay with that can I say that the world needs Cory Booker's. Mm -hmm. The world needs people like Stacey Abrams. Correct. I'm glad we have people like that. Yeah, yeah. If I was to take a text today, I'd say the world needs Nathans who will stay when corruption and cowardice have taken over the system. The world needs Nathans who will look at the king, stare them dead in their eyes and speak an unadulterated truth or to be joyous in the face of those who would have them be fearful. But in this next season of my life, I can't play that role. And I can't go on sacrificing my own life for an institution that has only ever known death. So I'm out. Y'all can have it. I'm done fighting. I'm done dying. I'm ready to know life more abundantly, so I'm taking my seeds. And I'm searching for new gardens. You're invited to join me and join us on the journey. So stick around. I think it's going to be fun. We'll be back soon. The time is to be determined, but the place will be the same. So stay subscribed. And in this interim period, you can still email holy shit at feelatmedia.com until we get things sorted out with a new format. Until then. Peace. Peace.